Harry and Pricey podcast. Dubai 92. Just gone three minutes past six. Good morning, Dubai. Hello, guys. Good morning. Morning, morning team. Here, producer Roger, producer Layla, Pricey as well. How are we all? I'm feeling great. How yeah. are you feeling? I feel alright. Actually, our producer Layla isn't isn't a happy chappy today. Did, did you get pooped on by another animal? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. please, please don't tell me it was your horse. <laughs> no, I just didn't have any sleep last night. Oh, that's uh, sleep deprived. So, oh, welcome to adulthood. None of us sleep. <laughs> oh, I know. That's what you do. You lie awake all night with anxiety. Yeah, going through like different questions in your head. Yeah, you know, div- different scenarios. Playing fights and stuff, and you're like, oh, what are winning we doing? hypothetical fictional arguments. Yes, get used to it. Is that what you said? I'm, so, I'm that, sorry, but literally, I feel like you were there with me. We were there, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. no, you've I'm come sorry. down to our level. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry I got coffee. That, that that's uh-huh. the welcome, but yeah, just yeah. Oh. nice to see you. Get too. on medication and smoke cigarettes like I do. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> don't do that, please. <laughs> uh, massive show today. Obviously, uh, uh, speaking of uh, of medication and cigarettes, how are you doing? Because we're going to talk about your mum later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to join the fold? Honestly, my mother is it, it's like a role reversal in my family. <laughs> I have stress, anxiety, while my mum just lives footloose, fancy free, jumps on a plane, doesn't mind. You know, it's bizarre. This is an ongoing saga. The last five years I've known you. Yeah, honestly. I know. Oh, well, it's the screenshots she sends me and the photos she sends me. I'm like, what are you doing? Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Behaviour of a teenager. Um, I did notice, I went over your house yesterday, Harry, I noticed uh, you'd been shopping. Can you stop going through my things? And, and who let you in? <laughs> you don't look you well, You haven't given me back my pass yet, have you? <laughs> nah. I gave it to Pricey when I was around the weekend. I just realised you haven't given it back yet. No, nah, I'm not giving it back. <laughs> but I have to say, I'm pretty impressed and very proud of your self-care. About all the purchases you bought yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll talk about that next. I think I know what you're talking about, and I've, it might have a different use, actually. I just feel like you bought something that only girls buy. <laughs> that's it. Okay. All right. No, that's fine. I'm glad you brought it up. We'll go there next. Here at Dubai 92 morning. You're uh, waking up with Harry and Pricey this morning, 11 past 6. Do you ever go, like, when you go to the supermarket, you're, like, really intrigued in what the person behind you is in their basket? No, I'm not interested in that. Oh, I'm such a snoop. I love it. You are a snoop. Yeah. You're like a PI. Yeah. I'm always like, oh, cat food and cigarettes. (laughs) Obviously alone or going through a breakup. Uh, But I actually went over to your house yesterday and I noticed you had a bit of a, a little bit of a shop, Harry. It was cute. You got to stop snooping through my stuff. I'm sick of it. (laughs) It's not even like it was on the bench. It was on the bench in a bag. So I had to go through the bag. Yeah. Yeah. I know. No surprise. But I did notice that you had a, um, which is something that I think only girls would buy, a blackhead remover, the little tool. And I was Uh, like, why? Like, I I was impressed. I was like, that's cool. He's, you know, it's self-care. But why didn't he just get the strips? I would have just gone for the strips. All right. I'm glad you brought this up. You know the pore strips. Yeah, I know the pore strips. Yeah. I, I, I don't use that for my nose for blackheads. Where's that going? <laughs> where's the pore? Not, not where's the blackhead think. remover going, Harry? So if you don't know, it's um because maybe you're right. It's a it's a woman's product. I had to go to the woman's section to buy it. Yeah. It's a thin uh strip. It's a thin piece of metal. Yes. Of steel, mm-hmm. and there's a hook on the end, and then there's like a pin on the other end. Yeah. The hook on the end is like a round. It's just a round circular bit of Correct. metal. Yeah. I use it to clean the earwax out of my ears. Oh, that's so bad. What? Yeah. 
It's really dangerous, for one, and pretty gross. Okay, thank you, uh, ear, nose and throat specialist. Everyone knows that you shouldn't put anything bigger than your elbow in your ear. I didn't know that was a rule. <laughs> and and who who got to that rule? Was and, someone trying to put their elbow in their ear? Yeah, and whose elbow? Because <laughs> yeah. they can range. Mate, I just want to, uh, just to have a range of what can fit in my ear canal. Have you got your elbow handy? <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's dangerous to put Q-tips in your ears because that pushes the earwax further down the canal. But I find the hook thing, it works for me. I'm not promoting that you do it yourself. It works for me to get out the deep earwax in there and, and get all the gunk out. Because we wear headphones every day. It builds up pricey. You should give it a try, but oh. just not try my one. Ew, gross. <laughs> get your own. <laughs> but uh, it's great. And I don't know if anyone else has ever done this. But have you ever like put it in and just gone a little bit too far? No. No. It feels... feels what is wrong with you? It feels good. I just... That is so dangerous. You can't put it too far in. You're going to burst something. <laughs> okay. It's true. Okay. Let's not get away from the actual point of the matter is that you need to stop going through my things. <laughs> and then we wouldn't have to have these conversations in the first place. Eat to know. I don't know about you, but I'm always on the hunt for a uh, food challenge. Yeah, you are, aren't you? Sometimes I, like, don't get me wrong, I like to have leisurely dinners and stuff. Yeah. But sometimes I like food when it's presented in the form of a contest <laughs> against yourself. Like, yeah. I can I can get through this. I can do it. Yeah. When they say, oh, you know, only a few people have gotten through this plate yeah. of ribs, you're like, yeah, I'm doing that. Well, I'll be up on that wall in no time. <laughs> um, Shepherd's Place Farm Cafe in Yorkshire, uh, they've got the food challenge. It's called uh, The Terminator 2, which I like because it's one of my favourite movies as well. Uh, it's a breakfast. It's like just your normal English breakfast, but it contains eight of every single English breakfast item. So that's like eight eggs, eight sausages, eight uh, puddings or black puddings wow. or whatever. The whole works. Best meal of the day. Yeah. So you probably could give that a, a, a proper shot. I reckon you could give it a red hot go. Yeah. 100%. I, I think my trainer, Hot Jace, would definitely be able to do that. He eats a lot, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. They always, whenever they go to the cafes and stuff, like we'll get a breakfast item off the menu and he'll be like, oh, can you add six eggs to that as well? And, and we'd be like, steak. Yeah, and a steak. <laughs> yeah. So that would be good. So this is happening in Yorkshire, is it? Uh, yes. And apparently lots of people have actually showed up to do the challenge, but no one has managed to complete it as of yet. No, really? Yeah. How's our budget looking to get over to Yorkshire to do it as a stunt? Mate, that's never going to happen. Okay. <laughs> remember the, remember where you work, bud. Sorry. <laughs> I forget sometimes. Um, so eight eggs, eight well, sausages, eight, eight tomatoes. Eight of everything. Yeah, yeah. So what would that be? Like eight cups of baked beans? Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be so good. I don't actually know what it's served in. Like a bathtub? <laughs> like... <laughs> How much room are you going to have oh, to have for this? We need photos of this. We yeah, need yeah. To see it. We'll, uh, we'll get producer later to get some pics and send it up on our Instagram. This is Dubai 92. It's just gone seven minutes away from seven. Checking your scandal. Katie Price revealed the way she found out um, the, how she worked out her husband was cheating on her. When he was asleep, she grabbed his phone and got his thumb print on his phone and like unlocked his phone. Oh, I've heard of, of chicks doing this all the time. What? Yeah, yeah. And dudes as well, I suppose. Guys do it. Oh, so yeah. Basically, she like when he was like asleep, yeah. unconscious almost. Yeah. She just grabs his hand, puts it on the phone, and then she goes through his phone. Yeah. Really? I'm pretty sure we tried that out in the studio once. Oh. Somebody did it on a plane and had a massive argument. That's right. And they were arrested when they landed or something like that. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's how Katie Price found out. Okay. Really? What are you looking at me funny for? No, I'm just. I can see your mind ticking over with something. <laughs> no, it's not. Really, isn't. You know what I've done. <laughs> oh, I knew that. Was <laughs> I knew that was something. <laughs>
actually, I don't want to talk about it. No, no, that's I don't want to talk about it. You're not allowed. I can talk about it. Yeah. But it just kind of makes me look a bit psycho. It's all right. Too late. Well, because sometimes like when I go into Kiwi Jamie, my partner's phone, like it's annoying because I have to put in the code because I know the code, right? Yeah. But even I know it. Yeah. Everyone knows it. So now I've just put my thumbprint in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's efficient. Yeah. Because it's just easier. Yeah. Like instead of putting the the code in, I just chuck my thumbprint in there. So you loaded your thumbprint in his phone. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think that's. I don't think that's psycho. Is, okay. Cool. Yeah, it's a level above psycho. But um, <laughs> no, it, it's it's not that it's bad. Just like, it, it just means you're in a trustworthy relationship. Yeah, it's just yeah. quicker. Yeah, exactly. For me to get in there. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> for me to get in there. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. <laughs> He's got nothing. It's so boring. Know. Join us here anytime. Four double zero nine's our number. We're gonna go to Twitter now. Something trending overnight. Yeah, such a cute feed. Um, on a hashtag, it was basically um, Twitter users were talking about the unlikely ways they met their partner. Okay. So they were just sharing their stories on Twitter, and it was so cute, like, just to hear all these different great stories. I think if movie producers were on Twitter, they would have been like, oh, that's a good idea, that's a good idea, gonna that's steal a good that. idea. Gonna, yep, going to get the rats for that one. Yeah. So it was really sweet. One of them was, um, I was outside in the front lawn with a friend. I was 15 years old. We watched a family move in next door. I saw him. He saw me. I told my friend, yes, at 15, I told my friend that I was going to marry him, and I did. Oh, I love stories like that. No, that's like total wonder. Stuff. Yeah, the ones that work out, like they're like the ones that you, you the, the the romances that yeah. work out. Yeah. I thought you meant like the stalking, like oh he moved in, I knew it was him. Yep, locked eyes on him, engaged. I, I didn't go there. My mind didn't go to the stalking, engaged. Yeah, like like Terminator. That's how you see men. Our eyes engaged, engaged, suspect, victim, locked. Done. Um, I wish we had a story to add to this, but we didn't meet our partners in unlikely ways. We were just desperate and settled. We, um, <laughs> well, I met my partner through you. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Kiwi Jamie was a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, and we met. And uh, my partner, long distance, Danny, uh, was a friend of a friend as well. Yeah. And, um, and we were out uh, at a nightclub. But that was kind of where we met. And mm-hmm. I think it worked out because she couldn't hear what I was saying. <laughs> I genuinely think that because it was so loud in there. I was probably trying to chatter up, but because she couldn't hear. Every time I see you when we're out, like if we're at a club or wherever, I just always see you intently talking to someone and I'm like, oh, what's he saying? They can't hear me anyway. They can't hear you. Yeah. They just love the enthusiasm. Exactly. They're like, yeah, he's he's definitely talking to me because he likes me. Yeah, and it's nice that they kind of <laughs> they go along with it. Um, but 4009, we're, you, know, you can always join the show whenever you like. It, it doesn't have to be too unlikely, but how did you meet your partner? And yeah. what, was it in a way that was similar to what was trending on Twitter? Yeah, let us know, yeah. 4009. All right, and we'll get you on after this. Always join us here on 4009. Go on to Twitter for a story that was uh, trending overnight, or a hashtag really, uh, people revealing the unlikely ways they met their partners. Uh, lots of great stories coming out of this as well. Yeah, this one on 4009. Uh, I went to fetch my sister from the air- airport in London and my sister's friend was there also to meet her and when I saw her I fell in love with her. I had a girlfriend at the time so I bumped her and married the wife, Faye. So he was taken but found Faye. Wow. That's unlikely but when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. The poor uh, girlfriend just chopped liver. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love this one too. I was texting and driving in a parking lot on my way to meet a different guy. Almost ran over this amazingly hot guy. I slammed my brakes on. He came to my window. I thought he was going to yell at me, but then he asked me out for a drink. And um, so I bailed on the other guy and we've been married for eight years. Oh, that's nice. I like that story. (laughs) But I feel like there are all these people that are out there that's like in the world that have been dumped or betrayed or... 
for other ways. Yeah. I know. There's like a whole club of the other side of the tail now, the isn't it? The unlikely way you meet your partner. Yeah. It's uh, going to be a warm one and steamy today, 42. You're waking up with Harry and Pricey. This is Dubai 92. So do you remember Heather Locklear? She was Amanda in Melrose Place. Yeah, how can I forget? I know. Loved she her. was so gorgeous. Um, she was taken to hospital after threatening to hurt herself. Um, a relative of hers had to call 911 because she was acting erratically and she said that she was going to really, really hurt herself. And, and so then, yeah, they were taken to hospital um, and the incident is being treated as medical rather than criminal because she was threatening to shoot herself. Oh, dear, I dear. Yeah, so it's really, really scary. Yeah, that's awful stuff. I know. And, and, and you've got to be in hospital. You yeah. have to be under supervision with that stuff. Um, so Pearl Jam, they've cancelled their performance in London. The statement from the band says that Eddie Vedder has actually completely lost his voice. Wow. Yeah, they're absolutely gutted. They're sending their biggest apologies to fans and they're hoping to reschedule the concert mid-July. Jeez, that's a blast from the past. I haven't seen Pearl Jam or heard from Pearl Jam in a decade. But what a band. Oh, I saw them live. It would have been, yeah, 20 years ago, yeah. maybe. Maybe 15 Fantastic. years ago. So good. Eddie Vedder, what a legend. Yeah. Imagine losing your voice completely. And you're in a band, and you'd be like, oh, there's just nothing you can do. I, I, it's never, I, we talk every day, so, but we don't, obviously we don't sing, but I, it's never happened to me. I've never completely lost my voice. I don't know what it's like. Yeah. Even with tonsillitis that I get a lot, yeah. you still speak, it's just painful. Yeah. So he must literally just not have a voice. Especially when you work in your life and like, you know, your livelihood, as in like getting paid and everything, depends yeah. on that. Yeah. That would suck. For them too, yeah. Um, and the, finally, the World Cup match between England and Tunisia, it was the most watched TV program in the UK of the year so far. Oh, wow. Yeah. And just think about what has happened this year. Love like, Island, Love Coronation Island, yeah. Street. <laughs> yep. Some big ones. The Royal Wedding. The ro- what was more than the Royal Wedding? It was more than the Royal Wedding. I don't 13. believe... 13.7 million people tuned in to watch uh, England. But that's in the UK. Uh, yeah, this is in the UK. In the UK. More audiences in the UK watched the football. Then they watched the Royal Wedding. But I think worldwide, the Royal Wedding had more viewers, though. Oh, right. probably. Yeah, it'd have to... It'd have to Probably. Uh, I'm getting the... What? Oh, producer Raj doesn't know. Okay. Doesn't agree. The World Cup. Yeah. Okay. Everyone will be watching the World Cup. That's all right. Well, Um, I'll be Googling stats when we go to the song. (laughs) Let's just say that. Because I have no evidence to back my claim, by the way. I'm just saying that. Harry will be back. And if he's right, gosh, will we hear about (laughs) it? Oh, yes. Will we hear about it? (laughs) At Dubai 92, Harry and Pricey, we're getting you to work this morning. 4009 if you want to be a part of the show. Uh, It was... A disgusting pricey scandal only minutes ago. Uh, audience figures for what did it say? It is uh, thrilling stuff here this morning. Audience figures for the England versus Tunisia World Cup match, which occurred last night. It was the most watched UK TV event of 2018. Which I argued that uh, that's great, good for them, but uh, I believe that the Royal Wedding had more worldwide audience figures. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have we all done our separate research here yes, in we the have. studio? Producer yep. Roger and producer Layla as well. Because we weren't sure. We're sceptical. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, well, I trust my instincts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't actually find the world, the global numbers for um, England, Tunisia. No. But I found the opening no ceremony. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, I'd imagine similar figures. 3.4 billion yeah, right. worldwide. What have you got for a wedding? Well, it's not really the same argument, though, is it? No, it's not. No, it's not England, Tunisia, it's opening ceremony. So that means it's less. No, the Royal Wedding got 2 billion people worldwide. So yeah. Harry and Meghan, more people than sport. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, no, that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> say it and then you guys can repeat it back. 
You were right, Harry. It's like getting blood from a stone from this team, honestly. It's not going to happen. is our number if you do want to join us this morning. So there's a breakdown in communication between my mother and I. And I'm going to say there's a joint blame here because I'm very forgetful. And mum just sometimes, she's also very forgetful as well. So it's hard. Anyway, so I'm sitting down on the couch last night and I get a text from my mother and it says... Hi, baby. Just boarding in 40 minutes uh, off, on my way to America. What? And, I, and I'm like, say what? Like, you don't, you can't, you can't just text that. Yeah. Like, that's all she wrote. She didn't say anything else. And like, I was like, whereabouts in America? What airline are you traveling with? What time is it? What's the flight number? So I call my mom and I'm like, mom. Where are you going? <laughs> and she's like, well, first I'm going to Sydney and then I'm going to Los Angeles and then I'll be... And she she plotted out her trip around America and I'm yeah. like, how have I not known about this? How have I not known that you are leaving on this date? How am I only being told 40 minutes before your flight that you're leaving? Yeah. Why don't I have an itinerary? And then I get wrapped up. Mum's like, baby, I've got to go. I've got to go. I need to talk to the, the customer service lady. I need to get an aisle seat. <laughs> And I'm Actually, like, yeah, the aisle seat is good. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'll speak to you later. I'm like, okay, bye. Can you send me your itinerary? Oh, I don't have it with me. I'll just send you a photo of my boarding pass. <laughs> so I literally, all I have with my mother's trip details is her boarding pass to Sydney. Yeah. And that was about 12 hours ago. Right. And then you haven't heard from her since. I haven't heard from my mother so, Your mother's behaving like a teenager on the run. Yeah. Um, what and she, I, what's she running away from? I hate to, to take the role of this in this instance, Pricey, because you have... Uh, mainly played this role on the show for the last five years. But where your mother is concerned, I'm taking the role of the therapist in this case in saying that uh, she's out of control. (laughs) And this this is an ongoing saga, and I hate to to bring up the past with you on this, but for the last five years that I've known you, this isn't a a once-off incident. This is a trend. It is. Sometimes I won't hear from my mother for three weeks, and then I'll give her a call and be like, hey, what's happening? How have you been? Oh, yeah, I've been great. I've just been, uh, you know, in Dakota Kanibalu. Yeah. Or I've been to Bali. Remember that year she uh, she uh, wound up uh, in the carnival in Rio. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She was she went for three days. Yeah. They were three days awake. Yeah. Just in carnival. Oh, awake. So let that uh, tick over on your mind. I'm like, what, what kept you... her awake in Rio? Yeah. Well, she out of control. She said the the streets were too loud and she didn't want to miss out. Oh, yeah. So she wanted to be out in the streets all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's what I would have told my parents too. Uh, <laughs> Are your parents out of control, like Pricey's? Yeah. Are the, are the roles reversed in, in, your, in your family as well in this instance? Are you the Pricey? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm always just cleaning out my cupboard. I'm always just doing the boring stuff. And my mum's like, Natalie, you need to live. Yeah. You need to get out and do stuff. And I'm like, I'm happy here. Are you getting calls at midnight saying, hey, I'm in Cancun, Mexico, and it's from your parents? Yeah. Are your parents out of control? That's what we need to know. Make well, me feel better, please. I think it is a case of making you feel better in this it instance. It is. Yeah, yeah. My mum's out of control. <laughs> Help us out. We'll help Pricey out. Four double zero nine to join us. Show whole teams here as well. Producer Roger, producer Layla. Hi guys. Hey. So you know how we were talking earlier during the show, Harry, how I go through your shopping. <laughs> oh, come on. So if you are just new to the show, uh, Pricey, is pr- you are a snoop. I'm Massive sorry, snoop. You are. My friends call me Esme. Why? What's that? I'm guessing like when you have an Esme, when you like. It might be like a an aunt Esme. Oh, oh okay, yeah, like, yeah, um, like a little private that, detective. What's that lady, Mrs. Mangle from the Neighbours? From Neighbours, <laughs> you know, the TV oh, show. Yeah. I'm yeah. basically her. Always, always peeking out the curtains. Yeah. What's going on across the road? 
That's me. And uh, because uh, Pricey is dating my roommate, uh, Kiwi Jamie as well, you're, you're in and out a lot. Yeah. Mm. So I just, I'm, I'm interested in, in seeing what you go shopping for. So you had a shopping bag on the, the counter yesterday and I thought I'd have a little bit of a look-see. Mm. And I saw that you bought yourself a blackhead remover, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a greeting card and I was like, ooh, someone's birthday. Or maybe it's a welcome home card for me. But it wasn't. <laughs> Wishful thinking. It was a card that said, happy first anniversary, my wife. And I thought to myself, <sighs> did you secretly marry long distance Danny and not tell us? What's the card for? Please explain. Please explain. I'm so I am I'm so sick of explaining myself to you. If you stop snooping through my things. Well, you buy weird stuff. Oh uh, yeah, but it's it's not weird. Only until other people find it. Okay, what's the reason behind the first anniversary card then? Do you remember I was talking uh, a couple of weeks back about my long distance relationship with long distance Danny yes. and how I'd sent her uh, a letter, yes. and I thought that the only way to send her a letter was through the courier. Like the courier company. Yeah. And it cost me 243 dirham to send a letter. This is a piece of paper, a document that weighs less than 100 grams. Okay? Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's highway robbery. So you guys proved to me uh, over the holidays that the postal system here in the Emirates actually works. It does. And you sent a postcard to my home, uh, my home address in Australia, which was very nice. So I wanted to test it out for myself. So I just grabbed any old card (laughs) off the rack at the Choitrim supermarket, and I was going to send it to a friend of mine back home just to check if it works as well, <laughs> to Australia. It just happened oh, to be gosh. that the card was an anniversary card. It's test mail. It's That's test mail. That's all it is. Why don't you just send a piece of paper? Well, yeah, last time I did that, it cost me 243 dirham, <laughs> so I thought I'd try it with a card on the Emirates Post. How much did our Emirates Post cost when we Seven dirhams. Seven, seven dirhams. <laughs> it cost you seven dirhams to post a just, letter to Australia from Dubai, Harry. Just rubs salt in the wound, doesn't it? <laughs> oh. The Harry and Pricey Podcast. Dubai 92.